The moment a child is told what a bird is, if they believe what they're told, then they never see a bird again. They only see their thoughts. Welcome to Guided Meditation 3, Awareness of Thinking. Find your meditation posture, close your eyes, and let's get started. So today, as yesterday, as the day before yesterday, let the external world fall away, check in with your internal world, and see what sensations through the body are predominant. Whatever you're noticing, just relax, settle into the body, sit, and know that you're sitting. You might notice any number of sensations, and feeling sensations are just one of the sense doors. So you might also notice smells, sounds, probably not tastes, but who knows? Probably not sights, but maybe you've got colorful eyelids. And then thoughts. We often have this weird adversarial relationship with thinking when we meditate, because we know that if we notice we're thinking, we want to stop thinking and bring the attention back to the breath. So we end up assuming that thinking is somehow bad, and it's really not. In fact, thinking, just like any other sense, can be included in our practice. And today, we're going to learn how to do that skillfully. But before we cultivate awareness of thinking, let's first cultivate some concentration. So once again, move your attention and rest your attention wherever you connect with the breath the best wherever the sensations of breathing are the clearest for you, and using the counting technique from yesterday to keep the mind engaged with this activity, count the breaths and be with the breaths. Once again, remember that the counting is just a soft support. It's a soft mental note in the background of the main thing we're doing, which is being with this breath right now, feeling the sensations, feeling the ever-changing sea of sensations through this breathing process. When the mind does wander, when you find that you're thinking, see how you're relating to that. You know by now that it's fine for it to happen, and so long as you return the attention back to the breath, you are practicing correctly, you're moving forward in awareness and mindfulness, 
but there still could be an aversion or an unpleasantness to thinking. So notice what's there. So we're now going to make a slight switch in our mental noting from numbers to words. So we're going to drop counting, and instead of counting, just mentally note in with the in-breath and out with the out-breath. If you are noticing breathing in the abdomen, you might want to use rising and falling or some other mental notes. You can choose whatever works for you. But using this vocabulary of two words, let's keep building concentration. In, out. And as always, whenever you notice that you're thinking, simply notice it and return the attention back to the breath. Now we're going to add yet another word to our vocabulary. We're moving from two to three. So we've got in and out, or whatever notes you prefer for the breath. And now we're going to incorporate the label thinking. So whenever we notice that we're thinking, we mentally note thinking, and then return the attention back to the breath. This is so incredibly simple, but also extremely powerful, because by labeling thinking, we're less likely to get sucked into the content of thinking, and more likely to step back and simply see the thinking as a phenomenon, as an arising. When we see thinking as a phenomenon, all of a sudden thinking is no different from smelling or hearing or any other sense. It's just something to notice. So your internal monologue might sound something like in, out, thinking, in, thinking, out in, etc. By saying thinking to ourselves whenever we are thinking, we can step back from the thinking, get disentangled from the content of the thinking, which is so often sticky because we identify with our thoughts, we identify with the stories, and we can instead simply see a thought as a thought.
Speaking of seeing a thought as a thought, what is a thought anyway? It's an interesting question. It's kind of just this ephemeral, wispy thing floating around the ether. And somehow, these thoughts have so much power to wreak havoc in our minds. Not only our minds, but our worlds. Every bad idea, every war, everything bad that happens in the world started with a thought. And yet, when we see a thought as a thought, when we see it just as the phenomenon and not as the content, all that power's gone. These little, sneaky things have about as much power as we give them. So instead of giving them power, let's just give them attention and awareness, continuing to mentally note in, out, or whatever notes for breathing you prefer, and thinking. One of my favorite sayings in meditation is that if it's in the way, it is the way. So if something feels like it's stopping your practice or getting in the way of your practice, it is your practice. Simply be aware of it. So thinking, it's not a problem. All we need to do is be aware of it and see it for what it is. Notice how some thoughts come and go with no trouble, and other thoughts are stickier. Other thoughts get us. So if there's one type of thought that keeps coming back and that's making it hard to just see a thought as a thought, you really get sucked into that content, you can expand your vocabulary to specifically call that out. So if you keep returning to planning, you have something to plan or you keep brooding over something, you keep remembering, you can specifically mentally note remembering, or planning, or analyzing, fantasizing, imagining, wishing. If you find that helpful, you can drop that in. You can also just stick with the basic thinking. Whatever mental note works for you.
Remember that just like the counting, this mental noting is not the main focus. We're still with the sensations of the breath. We're still right there with whatever's happening right now. Because ultimately, we could never encapsulate what is happening right now with words. We say in, but during an in-breath, so much is happening. We say out, but what that out-breath really is, is a dynamic, changing sea of sensations. Remember that if it's in the way, it is the way. So there's nothing we need to exclude or label as bad in our meditation practice. Everything can be included. We might not have the vocabulary yet to mentally note everything, but don't worry, that's coming. For now, just use these three mental notes, calling out thinking, noticing thinking as thinking, and I'm going to give you the last minute and a half in silence to make the best of the time that's left. I will let you know when the meditation's wrapping up. Okay, once again, return to your body, what's happening now in space and time, where you are. And when you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes and end the meditation. So I hope this meditation helped to look at the relationship to thinking and to just a little bit more see a thought as a thought Notice the phenomenon rather than getting sucked into the content and continue building concentration. Thus far, what we've done is concentration practice, essentially closed or pointed meditation practice. Tomorrow will be quite different from what we've done so far and also different from the rest of the meditation series. It'll be a practice of metta, which is also known as loving kindness. 
If loving kindness sounds corny to you, you're not alone. It sounds corny to a lot of people. It sounded corny to me when I first learned it, when I first started doing the practice. But sticking with it and doing it anyway, I have been very impressed by how powerful the effects can be, how much we can cultivate feelings of goodwill toward ourselves and toward others, and how concentration on these phrases of goodwill can totally transform our state of mind. So it is possible to do this practice we're going to do tomorrow and come out of it feeling boundless love for all beings, being on a cloud, spreading light far and wide. But this is not a yardstick for the practice. It's entirely possible that you do the practice and you do the practice well and you don't feel anything. It happens all the time. The mind is always in a different place. And much like you don't need to be blissfully thought-free to be practicing mindfulness correctly, you don't need to be feeling overwhelming goodwill to be practicing metta correctly. Also, like in mindfulness practice, what matters is intention. The intention to concentrate, and in this case, the intention to concentrate on those phrases cultivating metta. So I give you this heads up just because tomorrow is a little bit different. But as for today, I hope that today allowed you to develop a little bit of a healthier relationship with thinking and with thoughts, to realize that thinking isn't bad, there's nothing wrong with it, it's just that it can be a lot stickier than the other sense doors. We don't necessarily identify heavily with our smells or our sounds, and so it's easy to see those things as arisings, watch them come, watch them go. With thoughts, we do get sucked in, and it's harder to see them as arisings. We watch them come, and then we kind of forget what we're doing, and all of a sudden we're in a story, and we've been thinking for a minute, what happened? This is normal, as you know by now, and so just stick with it. We included thinking in our awareness and our practice today, and we will be including more and more in the future. Congrats on meditating for three straight days. You're in it now. You're in this challenge, and you can still just hold a lot of gratitude for yourself for being in this meditation challenge, for doing this for yourself, and for all of those in your world. So thanks for sharing this practice with me, and I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day.